Have you driven to Sydney Airport recently? Well, if you've had to use the Northern Lands car park in the past couple of years, you would have driven over the Nigel Love Bridge. And you would have known it was the Nigel Love Bridge because of the massive sign telling you. But who is Nigel Love? And why does he have a bridge named after him? Well, that's what I'm here to find out. I'm Ben Robinson, and you're listening to Seeking Sydney, where we answer your questions about your city. And today, the man of the hour is Mr. Nigel Love. Nigel was born in Sydney in 1892, um, around the time that I suppose a lot of men who would go and fight for Australia in the First World War uh, were born as well. He spent his childhood in northern Sydney. Uh, He went to Sydney Boys High. Yeah, so very much Sydney born and bred. That was Michael Mulkentine. He's a historian who has written two books about Australia's efforts in the First World War, and he was very gracious to have a chat with me about Nigel Love. Nigel was one of Australia's greatest aviators, who flew planes in both world wars and had a hand in creating what we now know as Sydney Airport. But back in 1916, he was just one of many young Aussie blokes enlisting in the war. The Commonwealth Government had already established its own flying school just west of Melbourne at Point Cook. And the state government in New South Wales was wanting to show that it was also supporting the war effort by training pilots. It effectively operated as a private flying school and and to go to it, pupils had to pay uh, quite a bit of money up front. And uh, I suppose Nigel's father was willing to to put the fees up. So, uh, yeah, in 1916, Nigel went off to learn to fly at the Richmond Flying School. But it wasn't until after he had finished his flying course that he actually joined or enlisted in the AIF, the Australian Imperial Force, in um, the Australian Flying Corps. Uh, At that point, he went overseas and he had to do more training in in, in Britain. And eventually, uh, at the beginning of 1918, he found himself posted to the Western Front. So, the Sydney Boys High School graduate and son of a successful businessman was signed up and shipped off to Europe to fight for king and country in the Great War. As the world would soon find out, the war would be over in less than a year. But despite this somewhat last-minute posting, Nigel saw a lot of action in the war, and his squadron played a big role in what was then an unprecedented kind of warfare. The squadron's job was basically two things in particular. Firstly, its uh, role was reconnaissance, uh, and that involved flying over the the trench lines and uh, either taking photographs or, during battles, descending down to low altitudes and essentially trying to spot where their troops had got to on the battlefield and, and marking that out on maps. The other job that he had, which was a fairly significant role, especially early in 1918, was cooperating with the artillery. Um, In the First World War, most artillery fire was done indirectly. That means the gunners were shooting at targets they couldn't see from the ground. Uh, And so the aircraft um, helped them to spot targets and then correct their aim as they fired the shells. Did he have many close calls or did he make it out of the war fairly unscathed? Yeah, he did. He he did uh, make it out of the war unscathed, um, but certainly had a lot of close calls. As you can imagine, um, flying over a battlefield um, where there's a lot of artillery shells um, being fired um, is a dangerous thing to do. Um, Nigel and his colleagues in Number 3 Squadron regularly reported seeing uh, artillery shells thousands of feet up um, at the top of their flight trajectories 
um, they slowed down enough that pilots could actually see them. Um, at, from time to time, they did hit aircraft as well, um, usually destroying them and killing the crew. So it's safe to say that Nigel saw a lot of action in the First World War, and his squadron actually played a big part in the death of the famous German fighter pilot Manfred von Richthofen. But eventually the war was to end and Nigel was to return home to Sydney, but he would not come home without a plan and a strong vision for his future. While he was still in the UK, he approached some aircraft manufacturers and he ended up uh, making a deal with um, the British aircraft manufacturer AV Row and Co. Um, and essentially, uh, he got their agreement um, to be their agent in Australia for uh, manufacturing and selling their aircraft. So, with a new deal in his hands and a whole lot of ambition, Nigel Love set off to be the first aircraft manufacturer in Australia. But first, he needed an airfield. Upon returning to Sydney, he signed a three-year lease on a bullock paddock down in Mascot. The land made the perfect spot for an airfield. There was plenty of space to build hangars, and the livestock had kept the grass in a great condition. Remember, this is back in the day when planes didn't need tarmac to take flight. They just needed a flat bit of land. Unfortunately, the company wasn't heaps profitable. So when the lease expired, the land returned to the government who built it into Sydney Airport. But now, let's jump to 2016. A new bridge is being built by the airport, and they name it after Nigel Love. But how did it come about? I spoke to Ted Plummer, Special Advisor of Government and Community Relations at the airport, to find out. His son, John Love, he approached the airport about six years ago and reminded us of the fact that his father was the founder of the airport. That was something I wasn't aware of. And after many discussions with John and research, it became very clear that Nigel Love is the most significant figure in Sydney Airport's history. So there you have it. The bridge is a result of a proud son looking for something to commemorate his father. But there's still another question. Why is the sign so bloody big? Well, I think that it's, it was built to RMS specifications. It's true it could have been smaller, you get smaller ones and you get larger ones. It depends on the size of the bridge. People have commented that it's perhaps a bit too big, but at least people notice it. Now, there's still one person we haven't heard from yet, and that's the man who made the call. Dad was really a visionary in many ways. His personality, um, as I say, was one of a visionary, and he was very methodical in, in his approach and looked towards the future. John Love is 83 years old, and he is the son of Nigel Love. His father's legacy is very important to him. But then again, who wouldn't be proud of having a dad like Nigel Love? The reason he wanted the airport to honour his father wasn't because of some family ego or an inflated sense of self-importance, but rather because he felt recognition of his father's achievements were criminally overdue. Dad always felt that he hadn't been given proper recognition for the pioneering work that he undertook during his mascot era. If you go overseas to a number of the other important international airports, the founders 
are recognised and uh, a lot of their, their memorabilia and the background is given to passengers who visit the airport and can learn about the, uh, the founding of it. The name Nigel Love will forever be a part of history, not just in Sydney and Australia, but across the world. As Ted Plummer points out to me, he was responsible for a lot of firsts that really cemented Australia's place in aviation history. So he built the first ever aircraft in Australia. That's a landmark. He built the first ever aircraft for Qantas. That's a landmark. He flew the first ever commercial flight in Sydney. And just as importantly, he flew the first ever commercial flight between Sydney and Melbourne. Now, that's now the second busiest air route in the world. So there's this list of firsts that are quite significant. It's not just he founded Sydney Airport. He really put the very earliest days of civil aviation on the map in this country. So there you have it. The question of the Nigel Love Bridge has been answered. And hopefully the big sign will encourage more people to learn about the incredible life and times of Nigel Love. I'm going to leave you now with some final words from John Love about why this recognition of his father is so important. I think it recognises that an important chapter of our history in New South Wales and in Australia too has had recognition by reason that the aircraft industry is a huge industry today and that Australia itself, with several other flyers, were pioneers of the world. So I think it's really a recognition uh, which hasn't been given to the place that both the airport and the history is to New South Wales and to the Australian history. Seeking Sydney is produced by Radio 2SER 107.3. If you have a question about your city that you want answered, send it in to us. Go to 2SER.com forward slash seeking dash Sydney. I'm Ben Robinson. Thank you for listening.